Hey marketers, if you want to get the latest news, trends, and insights in marketing, advertising, and tech, check out the Adweek Podcast Network. Learn from leading voices across media and marketing with original shows like Yeah, That's Probably an Ad, Marketing Vanguard, and Tech Magic with Kathy Hackle. Start listening now by searching Adweek wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey there, are you ready to elevate your personal brand or company? Meet Viral Growth, your one-stop shop for video content and audience building. Imagine growing your brand organically on social media without the hassle of editing videos for hours. With Viral Growth, it's a breeze. They handle the brainstorming, scripting, and editing while you simply just hit record. And don't worry about your niche. They cater to everyone, from business and marketing to health and wellness. Are you ready to make waves in the social media realm? Visit viralgrowth.io and use code ADWEEK, that's A-D-W-E-E-K, all lowercase, and get 10% off your plan. My dad works in B2B marketing. He came by my school for career day and said he was a big ROAS man. Then he told everyone how much he loved calculating his return on ad spend. My friends still laugh at me to this day. Not everyone gets B2B, but with LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people who do. Get $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash generate to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash generate. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. Welcome to Yeah, That's Probably an Ad, where we discuss trends, pop culture, and shows like Gordita Chronicles, because at the end of the day, everything is an ad. I am Luce Corona, Adweek Community Editor. Today, my friend Shannon is not able to join us, but I'm happy to bring on two of our guests today who are industry professionals, folks I'm happy to call friends um, as well from working together to talk about Hispanic Heritage Month. So without further ado, I'd like to welcome Michael Leon Rivera, Creative Strategy Consultant and Adweek Mentee, and Sandy Archila, Head of Social Media and Digital Marketing at Legendary Entertainment and a mentee as well. Guys, hi and welcome. Um, Hi, nice to be here. Nice to have you. So I'm really excited both of you are able to join today because I'm going to give our listeners a little bit of background um, on some incredible stuff that you've been doing with us. So it is Hispanic Heritage Month. By the time this episode comes out, we'll be kind of nearing the end. So we kind of run a wrap up and reflect on the month and overall year. But uh, we had a DEI voice series um, that you two contributed to, and this one specifically for Hispanic Heritage Month. And you both wrote such incredible pieces that I think will be super beneficial to marketers looking to reach the Latinx consumer. Um, So let's give our listeners a little bit of background. Mike, do you want to kind of give us an overview on, on your piece? Sure. Um, yep. My name, like I said, my name's uh, Michael Leon Rivera. Um, I, uh, I guess you know, as we were talking before, I, I identify as uh, as as Puerto Rican, uh, primarily uh, New Yorican. <laughs> nice New Yorican. <laughs> uh, Latino because my pronouns are uh, he and him, so I I, I use Latino and and that next um, for the you know, in terms of uh, sort of a solidarity um with others and you know who are take up the rainbow of of who we are um yeah so uh, my piece uh in particular the the one that is recently wrote um was based on 
uh, it was it was a bit I, there was a bit of me in there. I have to admit, um, but it was it was really touching on how many of us watch a lot of this Hispanic Heritage Month campaigns, um, and you know, sort of don't really feel connected to it at all. You know, as mu- as much as much as they will throw every single culture in your face, and they will try their best to be, include every single flag <laughs> and every type of music and every type of food and every type of arepa, every type of tamale in like the um, into the, the the advertising, there's a lot of it that feels like this was made for someone else. And I, when I really, when you really look down to it, that's not really the reason. It's not, it wasn't made for someone else. It was made for everyone right. else. Um, and so, you know, and, and what does that mean for for Latinas, for Latinx uh, communities, that means, you know, you are, you are advertising towards 60 million people from 20 plus countries of every generation, speaking multiple languages. You know, each of these people come from multi-ethnic, multi-racial c- countries. And you try, you try to do it all at once. Right. And unfortunately, that's a very heavy, heavy task to be given to a lot of our these Hispanic agencies. Um, who do you know really who work really hard to to do this, but a lot of times are left with sort of um, sort of really you know, their budgets only allow them to go so far, and so they were were left, and a lot of brands are left with sort of go, leaning on these sort of common perceptions. They're not necessarily they're somewhat based in insights, but only to a point, right? right. And so one of the ones you know the the common ones that we talk about are. Hispanics love soccer. They're all about family. They love food. Um, and so it, it gets into these sort of things that you keep hearing every year, every year, and which it's not necessarily false, right? These aren't falsehoods. Like we're not saying that you're, we don't love our families and we're not saying that, you know, we don't like soccer, but there are many, you know, especially those from the Caribbean who are much more into to baseball and right. couldn't get, care less about the World Cup. You know, right. much more who are, you know, especially, you know, if you're, if you're from Puerto Rico or from Cuba, boxing, mm-hmm. you know, Mexico as well. Boxing, these are these are sort of unifying things. But, you know, we're always sort of like soccer is life and sort of like this sort of like push family. It's very it's always very um, nuclear family plus abuela, you know, because we don't know what happened to abuelo, but abuela is always there. And so it's always sort of that idea Two parents, two kids, and I went out there, and there, and, and it's sort of this idea. When in fact, you know, there are many families that are, you know, non-traditional families within Latino communities, and not just as being single mother with with the grandmother there, or their aunts, right. or uncles, or you know, other sort of situations where the cousins are all living together because their parents. You know, there's there's all these sort of different combinations of family within Latinos, there are people who, you know, from LGBT community who prefer their found family rather than the one at home because right. of how they were treated, because of tradition, heritage, however you want it. But there's there's more to it. And when, when, what I did specifically into was the part of generations. And each of these generations brings sort of a, a different complexity to it. And sort of some of the perceptions that we have of the market tend to be, you know, you know, older Latinos speak Spanish, younger Latinos speak English, which, right. again, isn't false, but it doesn't tell the whole truth. Because if your family migrated to the U.S. in the 30s, your grandmother 
probably speaks primarily English. And if you, you know, if your family just recently moved to the U.S. in the 2000s, you probably primarily speak Spanish, regardless of your age. And so you sort there's this um, sort of, I mean, if we're if we are advertisers, so we can talk about the white space there, where you're sort of, you know, we're missing this sort of in between sort of, you know, who are these people who have been sort of going through this idea that we think is new, sort of the idea of biculturalism and and beyond that. We think of this as something of a recent occurrence, but this has been happening. You know, this happened in the 60s, this happened in the 70s. If you look at the Chicano movement, New Yorkian movement, punk, hip hop, every, every movement, it's had Latinos who were always navigating sort of their um, identity beyond the sort of 2%, 200% um, idea of, of biculturalism. And so that's what I delved into there and sort of how advertisers brands were serious about this and having this sort of year-long relationship beyond Hispanic Heritage Month, uh, you know, mid-September to mid-October, um, is that they have to understand this. They have to look deeper and they have to understand that each of these generations brings something different. If they come from different regions, they, they're coming with different history. If they came from, if they're coming from the 40s and moved to Central California, it's going to be a very different context and their values may be different than those that came to in the 1960s to Miami. So we have to sort of like balance these ideas and not just simply go with these, um, what some might consider sort of tried and true, you know, common perceptions of Latinos. Right. Hey there, podcast fam. Are you ready to break free from the social media rut? Hold on to your hatch because we've got just a thing for you. Meet Viral Growth, your one-stop shop for leveling up your online presence. Whether you're a personal brand or a company, they've got the tools and know-how to take you to the next level. With Viral Growth, forget about those endless hours of video editing. They handle everything from brainstorming to polishing your content so you can just focus on being awesome. And guess what? We're hooking you up with a sweet deal. Use code ADWEEK for 10% off when you sign up. Ready to take your social media game to the next level? Head on over to viralgrowth.io and let's turn those digital dreams into a reality. My dad works in B2B marketing. But I never really knew what that meant. Then one day, my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash generate to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash generate. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. And this is something that we've heard, you know, other months of recognition as well across other communities, you know, especially I just this brings back like API month during May. And there we have a voice piece as well on like monolith marketing and how you're trying to market to just like 
dozens of cultures. I don't I don't have like the number in front of me, but you know, it's the same thing. And it's not. There's so many different layers and cultural nuances that need to be considered when creating messaging. So for your piece was specifically for Hispanic, the Hispanic audience. And I commend you because that was not an easy topic to tackle. It could have gone a hundred million ways. <laughs> it was a um, tough one. It was, it, a t- it was a tough one. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I focus on I really encourage people to check it out because I read it and I was like, yes, this is this is what it is. Um, And, you know, Sandy, like this, this is kind of like Mike's piece is a good like I know it came after your piece, but almost like a good precursor to what you wrote about, which was kind of you work in entertainment. So you talked about the quote unquote seduction of Latinx audiences and really all the effort that goes into it. Is it just, you know, looking at the cancellations from this year alone with Gordita Chronicles and Batgirl, um, you know, and it was it all just to get into the wallets of the Latinx community and then not have like a long term commitment. So, Sandy, you're an expert in this space. Do you want to tell us a little bit more about what your piece covered? Yes, I think I mean, you just hit it on the nail there. It really is about, you know, this summer we saw this wave of announcements coming through from the cancellations of, like you mentioned, Luz, the Gordita Chronicles, you know, Batgirl kind of being shelved. And then we're also seeing things like James Franco being casted as Fidel Castro in an upcoming feature. And so really everyone started in the community, started questioning, okay, what is Hollywood's long-term commitment? You know, over the past couple of years, you know, a lot of the media entertainment companies have come out and made a commitment to increase representation behind and in front of the camera. But then when we see this this wave happening this weekend of, okay, erasure, you know, we're erasing, erasing Latinos um, out of Hollywood. Again, it's the cycle. And so it's really about, you know, what you were just saying, like, you know, is it about getting, you know, hands in our wallets, just a very quick dab and then pulling out and not having that commitment there. And, you know, the piece also talked about Bad Bunny being featured in his first English uh, movie, which is Bullet Train with Brad Pitt. And he was heavily featured in all the promotional um, material. And yet he was in the film for about six minutes. And so it's really about that bait and switch, right? How can we lure audiences, get the the money, and then what? Where's a long-term commitment? So it's really about what we can do in the industry to really start changing that narrative, start changing the focus, you know, going into, you know, my article, one of the things that I really, you know, flagged on and, and spoke on was the need for representation in the C-suite until we have folks in, in those seats that really can see the potential for success and projects that, you know, are around the Latino community that feature Latino actors that have, you know, Latino in, behind the lens we're not going to get that movement. So it's really right now, you know, in the last couple of years, it's been in waves. It's been representation in front of the camera, behind of the camera, and that's still equally important. But now the focus really is within this community to drive home that we need representation in the C-suite. Absolutely. And, and you know, kind of paving the way too. you know, our, our actually our next piece that will conclude our series next week touches on this and just kind of paving a way for growth. But, you know, tying into that, like, I, I don't know about you guys, but I was so heartbroken over the cancellation of Gordita Chronicles because it was such a good humorous take. And like, Mike, to your point, like, you know, like it, it touches on um, what it was like growing up in Miami back in the 80s, you know, and it's not 
an experience I lived, but I have friends who are Cuban or who, you know, who grew up in Miami. They were Cuban, not Dominican, but very similar things. And there are things that marketers can stand to learn from just that programming alone, like the whole taboo around sleepovers like did you guys oh, yeah. see that right <laughs> and that that's something well, <laughs> they're they're not going to teach you in school but no, yeah, no, you, no. you guys know we, what we, episode i'm talking about yeah, right yeah. Well, the thing is, like, I, I had a, I, it sort of got canceled before i even had a chance to watch it so it was like it was like <sighs> yeah i know it's still on there and i'm, and I'm I sort of have it making like a date to to, to, to binge it, it. Yeah, um but that was so, it's so funny because me and my wife had this sort of like same conversation for so many times about sleepovers and so many yeah. like of my um of my of my kids uh, classmates and they're talking about sleepovers and it's like Ugh. like <laughs> like i don't know them i haven't been to the house i don't know no, i i, I ch- start channeling my grandmother yeah and it's just sort right. of this it's this weird sort of like I, who are these people why are you yeah. sleeping over at their house like why would why would we let you do that <laughs> like yeah. i don't know what happened yeah. <laughs> yeah so it's a shame that you know for example this show in particular it was actually a success for hbo max and it had viewership it had a fandom and yet it didn't didn't get to succeed for another season and so we don't know all the reasons why be, behind that decision making but what we see is a trend in these type of, of programmings not being able to not given a chance to succeed time and time again we're not giving them the same visibility in marketing promotional campaigns we're not giving them the, the same budgets so it comes with again like we need parity across the programming a parity in the support that we're giving them so that it has a, they have a chance to succeed Right, exactly. And to give like a little bit of background to our listeners who may not be familiar with the whole sleepover taboo, but you can learn from watching these shows is uh, in the Hispanic and Latino culture, um, sleepovers are kind of like in, in America, like they just families don't get it. The Spanish families don't get it. You know, you have a perfectly unless good bed here. Yeah, unless it's cousin, then please go yeah. away for a week. But you right? know, you have a perfectly good bed here. Why would you go sleep yeah. at a stranger's house is the notion. <laughs> Um, but you know, these are these are shows that we relate to, and we were committed. And you know, it, Sandy, to your point, right? It is disappointing when yeah. we see these kind of like go away, and it's like, no, I was just into it. What happened? Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, there. Uh, hopefully, we see it come. Like we see these kind of programming kind of make a return. Especially, I personally, I, I always thought HBO Max was like a good leader in the streaming space in terms of Latinx content. Um, That was my go-to when I wanted to watch something I could relate to. Um, So I hope things turn back around there. But, um, you know, yeah. So it's it's been... um, I think your articles were so great, guys. They I and I really encourage people to go check it out. Um, And really, you know, let me know if there's anything to add on here. But I think the main takeaways from your pieces and just overall from this month is, you know, make sure there's a long term commitment, there's a representation, it's a it's a long play, it's not a sprint, you know, it's a marathon to keep Latinx audiences committed. Um, Right. And to take in like different cultural nuances, right, and just realize it's not a monolith, right. So would you guys agree that? um, Is there anything else to add on? Sandy, what are your what are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I agree with everything that you said, I think it's, you know, about giving giving the opportunity for these audience to see these shows, embrace these shows, learn, you know, new things to what Michael was saying earlier, you know, 
within our community, within the Latino community, there's so many different cultures, you know, obviously we have very different backgrounds. So it's a chance for us to support each other, you know, just because you see a show about Puerto Ricans or Dominican Republicans or, or a movie doesn't mean if you're Mexican that you can't enjoy it. So it's also about our community coming out and supporting these so that we're, we're also giving them the push to succeed. And then on the other side, it's also, you know, making sure that we're holding everyone accountable to actually put representation in what they're creating. So I'll, I'll throw it to Michael. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll piggyback off of that. And I think it's, it's important that we within when, when we do get the chance, when we do get the opportunity that we, sh where we are showing the diversity of the community as well. Um, you know, I think one of the good things like, you know, shows like This Fool, which are like, you know, that the, one of the great things about that show, if you haven't watched it yet, is that it shows like L.A. Chicano culture, mm -hmm. which you don't get to see on TV. I, I, right. it, was, it was very strange because I, you know, and, and Sandy, you know, I, I grew up in California. I'm, yeah. I'm New Yorkian, but I grew up in California. So I grew up around sort of that culture. So seeing it on TV is sort of a new sort of thing where you like like actual Chicano culture, not the stereotypes, not the flannel wearing, you know, <laughs> bandana like, the, like, I mean, some of the dudes are, but they're also, they have feelings, they have right. issues, they have like emotions. Right. And, you know, you have these sort of different types of families, you know, there's so many other different shows out there from other cultures too, yeah. that, that we can all learn from and sort of appreciate yeah. to, you know, think, think like something like Rami or like yeah. um, all the boys I love, like, you know, shows like that, that have like just a diversity of cultures, like it's, it's necessary. And when you have a, a community um, of, you know, ally, it's sort of an, we're sort of an ally community, Latinos, right? Like we're, we're, yeah. we're, we're from so many, we're from three different continents. We're from, <laughs> you know, we, 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 you know, we speak, you know, Spanish, English, and everything in between. Yeah. Um, and so that needs to be shown, that needs to show up in, 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 the, in the entertainment that we put out there. We need to make sure that we're not just trying to reduce us down to sort of the common denominator, but that we're trying to proliferate and, and really sort of show the diversity of experiences, the diversity of cultures that yeah. lie within the Latinx communities. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Amen, you too. Yeah. Very nice sum up. <laughs> um, well, <laughs> thank you both for joining. You know, I want to encourage our listeners. These DEI voice series are intended to educate the marketing community on different cultural nuances and things to take in so that your brand can really communicate with diverse cultures in an effective and meaningful way. So I would encourage everyone to check out the Adweek Voice Let's Get Loud series. As JLo said, let's get loud. Um, and yeah. I'm not going to sing it. I'll spare everybody. Uh, <laughs> And, you know, just take a, a deep dive. Yeah. <laughs> we all hear it in our heads, so I'm not going to sing it. Um, but everyone to check out these really great deep dives from um, industry leaders who are also Adweek mentees and, you know, did a fantastic job at, at diving in. So um, I thank you both so much again for your time and your commitment to to this month and, and contributing to Adweek. Perfect. Thank you. Yeah, it was a, I had it. A lot of fun doing it and really being able to to write and, you know, highlight something that I think is really important within our community. So thank you for that opportunity. Thank you. All right. And listeners, we will see you next week. Thank you for listening to Yeah, That's Probably an Ad, part of the Ad Week Podcast Network and ACAST Creator Network. 
This podcast was produced by me, Al Manorino, executive produced by Chris Ahrens and John Heil, and edited by Lane McGivney at Boutwell Studios. You can listen and subscribe to all of Adweek's podcasts by visiting adweek.com slash podcasts. Stay updated on all things Adweek Podcast Network by following us on Twitter at Adweek Podcast. And if you have a question or suggestion for the show, send us an email at podcast at adweek.com. Thanks for listening. Hey there, podcast fam. Are you ready to break free from the social media rut? Hold on to your hatch because we've got just a thing for you. Meet Viral Growth, your one-stop shop for leveling up your online presence. Whether you're a personal brand or a company, they've got the tools and know-how to take you to the next level. With Viral Growth, forget about those endless hours of video editing. They handle everything from brainstorming to polishing your content so you can just focus on being awesome. And guess what? We're hooking you up with a sweet deal. Use code ADWEEK for 10% off when you sign up. Ready to take your social media game to the next level? Head on over to viralgrowth.io and let's turn those digital dreams into a reality.